Welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Big Batista, a local web minister, Nathan Jones of Lamp and Lion Ministry. We're transmitting live from the Aventura Station. And well, we pray that you can stay tuned to today's program and keep us in prayer that our technology and everything will work without any problems. And of course, today's subject matter is a very important one. It's that of the Psalm 83 War. So we pray that you can stay tuned to today's program and be part of it. Our lines will be open 305-992-9537. It's the number you can call in or text in with your questions or your comments. And before we continue today's program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. I'd be happy to, Pastor Vic. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this uh, Christmas season and the time to remember your birth and how you, you gave up so much to come down and die for our sins yes. and beat death by being resurrected. We praise you for that and we pray you bless all those listening in that they may get excited about your word and grow in your faith and knowledge of Jesus. The precious and wonderful name. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you. Again, you're tuning to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista Nathan Joseph will talk about Psalm 83 War. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com on Facebook on JN832. And of course, before we continue to this program, I want to welcome my special guest, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. Always a blessing, brother. Thank you again for having me on. Uh, it's great to have you on. You know, time goes so fast. It's like the weeks just fly. So I'm so glad that we get to touch base and do this program together. Yeah. Uh, I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing to reach out through all the new technology. That's our passion here at Landline Ministries is to get the gospel out through different technologies. And we just pray the Lord for them. Amen. And of course, Nathan, we always like to uh, hear a little bit more about your ministry, Dr. Reagan, what God is doing out there. So maybe you can share briefly just some contact information in, uh, in case someone is new to uh, this program and also your ministry, they can check some things out. Certainly. Our, our ministry is Lamb and Lion Ministries. It was founded by Dr. David Reagan, and the purpose of our ministry is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe that all the signs of the end times that Jesus gave us in the Bible are pointing that, that Jesus is coming back, and we're excited about that, and we want to get people ready for it. People can uh, find out more about us on our website at lamblion.com. There they can find articles, our television show, Christ and Prophecy, join our, our different social networks, sign up for your newsletter. There's all sorts of materials that we want to give people so they can just grow in their knowledge and understanding of what God says about uh, His return. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much, Nathan. So again, we encourage all those of you that are tuned in, check out Lamb and Lion Ministries. Just a lot of wonderful, great resources. And of course, Nathan, we actually have your website up there for those that are tuned in live so they can check out the information as well. And Nathan, I hope uh, you know you don't mind me posting one of our funny pictures on Facebook. I hope that was okay. No, that was great, man. <laughs> I, I was just, it was so wonderful to be able to hang out with you and your wife uh, at the pre-trip conference. I'm glad we got to interview you for a change. And uh, and uh, I love putting you on the hot seat as much as you always put me on the hot seat. That's, well, you do a lot better than me. I get, I get nervous because you always throw hard questions at me. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. And of course, for our Facebook fans, we did put a picture up there. It was great to visit your office, Nathan, and to be able to mess around with you a little bit. Finally, they're live. Yeah, yeah. It's good to meet you in person uh, again. And it was a blessing to be at your church in, in January. You guys have a wonderful church, Calvary Chapel Aventure. And I hope everybody who, who's in the Mayan area gets to come and attend and get to go to all your uh, Christmas. Uh, you've got quite a lot of uh, Christmas services, right? Yeah, thank you, Nathan. Of course, I'm always talking about your ministry, but for a change, we should share a little bit about what we're doing, right, Nathan? 
Exactly. So you can ask me some questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us where folks can find out information on Calvary Chapel Aventura. Thank you, Nathan. They can always come and visit us at 517 West Pembroke Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And yeah, we're doing some wonderful activities for Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. We're going to have a wonderful potluck and fellowship. So anyone that finds themselves in the Aventura area, you can come out and check us out. Visit our website, calvaryaventura.com as well. You can always also reach us out here at 305-992-9537 and enjoy New Year's Eve and uh, Christmas Eve and service with us. Uh, so, Nathan, thank you for asking me that question. Well, it's important, brother. I mean, Christmas is a tough time for many people. Uh, it can be a very uh, depressing time for those who are alone. And, and as Christians, we need to get together in Christian fellowship and, and worship the Lord. And it's wonderful your church is doing an outreach like that. Yeah, thank you, Nathan. And that's why we do keep uh, individuals in prayer, because this is a wonderful time that we should be rejoicing and celebrating. But sometimes people don't have family, they're singles, and they struggle through the holidays. So we try to do things uh, to be there to encourage them and to encourage their families. Amen. And of course, Nathan, in one of the areas that we have been encouraging individuals has been that of eschatology, Bible prophecy, and the soon return of the Lord. And uh, of course, you have, you and I have been looking at uh, the Psalm 83 war, and we touched on this on one of our previous programs. And this week, uh, we're going to pick it up there in Psalm 83. Nathan, as you're sort of taking us through this verse by verse, uh, 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 through this chapter, Psalm 83. And uh, before we move forward, Nathan, I was also going to see maybe you could recap for us a few of the things that we touched on in the opening of Psalm 83, the war, when it might occur. Maybe someone is new to this portion of Scripture and they can have a better understanding. Would that be okay? That would be fantastic. Well, uh, when you read Psalm 83, Psalm 83 was one of the Psalms, uh, wasn't written by David, it was written by Asaph, who was called the seer, in other words, he was a prophet. And he did a few of the Psalms, and this particular Psalm, was a prophecy about Israel having to finally subjugate their surrounding hostile neighbors, the, the neighbors that are constantly attacking them. Now, uh, when Asaph is giving this, uh, of course, these were done in song format at the time, but he listed quite a number of nations, and we can look at those today, and we know that he talks about the tents of Eden, which are today the modern uh, Palestinians in southern Jordan area, Ishmaelites of the Saudis, uh, Moab, he's talking about the Palestinians and central Jordanians, the Hagrites are the Egyptians, uh, Abel with Hezbollah in northern Lebanon, Ammon is the Philistine, excuse me, Palestinians in northern Jordan, uh, Amalek with the Arabs of the Sinai area, Philistia is Hamas in the Gaza Strip, Tyre is Hezbollah in southern Lebanon, and Assyria is the Syrians in northern Iraq, or what the area would be con uh, controlled by ISIS today. And so all these different areas are, are actually countries that are directly connected border-wise to Israel, and that's Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Gaza, Egypt, and uh, we're talking about the Saudi nations. They, they connect to Israel, and they want Israel destroyed, and they, they, they spend all their time in the UN trying to get rid of Israel. And this prophecy talks about how Israel is, is going to finally one day subjugate the nations around it. Now, this prophecy has never been fulfilled in all of history. And so we know that it's a future prophecy. It hasn't happened yet, obviously, but we know it will happen before another prophetic war, which is Ezekiel 38 and 39. We read about the Gog-Magog War, and that's when Russia leads a coalition of Iran, Turkey, all those stand nations like Turkmenistan, uh, Put, which is uh, modern-day Libya and um, the Sudan, and all these nations are an outer ring of Islamic nations that want to destroy Israel. But 
missing from that scenario is the nations directly surrounding Israel. So a lot of Bible prophecy scholars point to Psalm 83 as the next prophetic war. Mm. Excellent. And of course, Nathan, as you took us through this wonderful passage in our previous programs, we left off there around verse 9, but you made a great point in verse 4 of Psalm 83. And um, before we get to that point, Nathan, I wanted to see maybe we can reread Psalm 83 verses uh, 1 through 4, just in case someone maybe doesn't have a Bible, they're not familiar with the passage. And then for you to highlight there, verse 4, because that sort of sums up the purpose why these nations are coming together. Exactly. Uh, verse 4 is probably the crux of the whole thing. And I'll read it in New King James. Uh, verse 1 starts, Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace. And do not be still, O God, for behold... Your enemies make a tunnel, and those who hate you have lifted up their heads. They have taken crafty counsel against your people, and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. Mm. And uh, Pastor Victor, you're absolutely right. Verse 4 is the key to this, is that the nations the surrounding Israel, the Islamic world, want to cut Israel off from being a nation. They, they try different ways politically, like a two-state solution, or, or let's make Palestine its own state and thereby make Israel indefensible, or let's boycott Israel and destroy them economically. No matter what, the, the work of Satan continues on through Islamic constant attacks against Israel for the purpose of, as verse 4 says, come, let us cut them off from being a nation. In other words, let's end the nation of Israel. Now, this is amazing because if this is a future prophecy, it would require Israel to be a nation. Right. And Israel started as a nation in 1948. And, and many wars since then, the Islamic world has tried to destroy Israel, and God always miraculously protects them. But at some point, Israel's got to use their Israeli defense forces, and he's going to stop the attacks from the nations that directly surround Israel. Nathan, that is an excellent point that you just brought out. Because sometimes individuals read this psalm and they're applying it to different times. They thought it was just another psalm. But here you made a very good, very good point, And that is that Israel would have to be a nation. And that's something that just took place during our era, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, my, uh, my parents' generation were alive in 1948, May of 1948. Israel became a nation again. And, and it's interesting that Jesus says that when it become a nation again, that's when the labor pains would actually start, not before, but after. So as soon as Israel became a nation and declared itself a nation, all the nations surrounding Israel tried to attack it. And at that time, Israel had no real military, had a few old planes. It was mostly a bunch of farmers on kibbutzes with, with shotguns, and, and they held off these, these incredible armies that were attacking it. And uh, since then, uh, 1967, 1973, uh, wars against Lebanon, there have been so many wars with the nations around Israel trying to destroy them. But at some point, we read in Psalm 83, Israel cannot continue to, to be constantly attacked like that, and they will subdue the nations around them. And people don't understand the military might of such a small nation that Israel has. They have one of the best armies out there, right, Nathan? Yeah, it, it's actually, uh, I believe it's 14th ranked in the world right now. And, but for use of military and manpower for the resources they have, it's number one. In other words, Amazing. they get the most bang for the buck for their military power. And the nations in the Middle East fear Israel. And that's why they're constantly getting the UN to, to try to cripple them both economically and politically in the hopes of eventually weaken them enough where they can have a combined army to attack Israel. And, you know, like we 
discussed in Ezekiel 38 and 39, at some point Israel is so powerful that Russia believes it has to get all these Islamic nations with them to try to destroy Israel. You know, so and at some point Israel will not just be a power, but it will be a superpower in the world. You know, Nathan, it, it, it sort of reminds you of the whole bully experience when we were in school, and you always yeah. have the big bullies, but sometimes you just have to stand up to them, right? <laughs> Man, I remember, I guess I was in sixth grade, and there was a bully. The guy had to be like a two feet taller than me. He should have been in high school or something. Right. And I was fighting that guy, and, and he was so tall that as high as I could swing, I kept getting him in the neck. I couldn't even reach his face. <laughs> I remember the irony of the situation. I was like, I was a dead man for sure, but it was so funny because I just made me laugh because I, I'm here, I'm laughing at the guy because I can't hit his face. He's so tall. And you know what he did? He turned around and ran away. Wow. He ran away. You know, Israel is always getting pulled back. You know, there's a little nation. They only have 6 million Jews living there. There's 66 million uh, uh, hostile Arabs surrounding them that want them destroyed. You know, so it's, it's an incredible uh, David and Goliath scenario. But God will defend his people. He promised to regather them from the four corners of the earth, and they are doing that. They're going back to the nation again, just like Jesus said would happen. And God would... Uh, will, I guess, whittle them, if you want to say, or, or refine them into a remnant. A third of the Jewish people will survive uh, this time coming called the Tribulation. They'll give their hearts to Jesus Christ, and then Israel will be a priestly governing nation for the world during Jesus' millennial kingdom. And Satan has been trying to stop that. That is amazing. Thank you so much, David. And that's what we're beginning to see here in Psalm uh, 83. We see these nations gathering. The purpose is to destroy uh, Israel, if you will. And then Nathan, of course, he took us through a few more verses there, verses uh, 5 through 8, and then we pick it up in verse 9. But I'll just let you continue to bring us through this incredible uh, prophecy here in Psalm 83. Mm -hmm. Well, verses 5 through 8 name all the nations that surround Israel. And then it goes into verse 9, which is uh, it's a comparison of former battles that Israel had in one. Verse 9 goes, deal with them as with Midian, as with Sisera, as with Jabin at the birth of Kishon, who perished in Endor, who became his refuse on the earth. Make your nobles like Oreb and like Lead, yes, all the princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, take us, let us take our, for ourselves the pastures of God for possession. But here in 9 through 12, uh, Asaph is making a comparison to how Israel had to defeat different enemies in the past, and how God used miraculous victories to, to, uh, over against overwhelming odds, Israel to win. And so he's comparing them to a lot of different stories that happen, especially in the book of Judges. You know, Nathan, that's a very good point, and this is exactly a picture of what God, I mean, in other words, we see God's promises, his protection on them in the past, and we're going to see God's hand in the nation of Israel in the future when it comes to the surrounding enemies. Exactly. That is amazing. And then, of course, Nathan, we find there verse 13 and on. Uh, through 18, as, as you take us through this journey, some other incredible things that subside from this chapter. Certainly, certainly. Uh, well, we continue on, uh, verses uh, 13 through 18, and it says, uh, Oh my God, make them like a whirling dust, like the chaff before the wind, as the fire burns the wood, and as the flame sets the mountains on fire. So pursue them with your tempest, and frighten them with your storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and dismayed forever, yet let them be put to shame and perish, that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. Ooh, 
Nathan, that reminds me there, those ending verses, uh, the prophecy there with Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, you know, when he was this world ruler, this world power, if you will. But we find that also Nebuchadnezzar was disobedient and his kingdom was taken apart and, and, and ripped from him, you know. And, and we see how God has worked in the past and how he's going to continue to work in the future. Exactly, exactly. I, God will humble the proud and he reminds people that he's in charge. He will, boy, Psalm 2 is a fantastic psalm about that, how God sits in the heavens and laughs as the nations plot in vain. Now, Psalm 83 is, is people wonder sometimes, is this really a prophecy? Uh, because what it is, <clears throat> excuse me, in essence, is called an imprecatory prayer. An imprecatory prayer is a prayer that calls down judgment and justice upon an enemy. And that's what we're reading here. But because of Psalm uh, 83 fitting into Ezekiel 38 and 39, we know that also it's a prophecy. Mm, excellent point. And that's why Nathan is so important to read everything in its content, right? I mean, we look there in Ezekiel chapter 37, it talked about a nation uh, that will be uh, birthed instantly. Can you also remind us of that, Nathan? Well, uh, Ezekiel 37 is talking about the Valley of Dry Bones. It's a prophecy that was given to Ezekiel about 2,600 years ago that Israel would be dead as a nation, but that one day they'd be brought back to life like a, a valley of, of dead bodies, the bones, the, the flesh, the sinews, the muscles, that it all comes back on the body, and they stand up, they become lifelike again, uh, they become a mighty army, and they await for their spirit to be in them, which is the Holy Spirit to give them life because then they are believers in God and Jesus Christ, his son. So that is the prerequisite before Psalm 83 war and the Gog and Magog war is that Israel has to be a nation again. And we've seen that in our lifetimes. And man, that's exciting. That means something because it means that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Absolutely. And I love one of your prophecy insights regarding those dry bones, <laughs> breath, and then coming back to life. So any, people can also check that out in Lemon Lion there, right, Nathan? Exactly. Yeah, they can go to our Bible Prophecy Insights. Uh, we do have uh, one of them, it's our sixth one, and the sixth one is about uh, dry bones. We try to kind of show you what a body would look like coming back to life again. But it's an exciting time because what nation, Pastor Vic, has ever come back to life after being dead for 1900 years? None. None, Nathan. And that's why this is such an incredible prophecy. Yeah, I mean, and, and to top it off, it's not just any nation, it's the nation of the Bible. And it's a fulfillment of so many prophecies where Jesus said that he would regather the nations of the world back, uh, excuse me, the Jews out of the nations of the world back into Israel again. We're seeing that today. He prophesied that the nations surrounding Israel would uh, want Israel destroyed. We just read that in Psalm 83. He prophesied that Russia would lead a coalition of, of Islamic nations against Israel. Yep. That is, those alliances are forming. And then at the end of this seven-year tribulation, that all of the nations of the world, led by a one-world ruler called the Antichrist, will try to destroy Israel. And again and again and again, God steps in and he defeats the enemies of Israel. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, that's why we see God's faithfulness. You know, at the end of the day, Nathan, I believe that verse 17 there that you just read for us in verse 18, the idea is that God wants people to recognize who he is. What a plan he has for humanity, how much he loves him. And Nathan there in verse 18 says in uh, Psalm 83 that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. 
And Nathan, today we find that that's the problem. People today don't want to recognize who God is, who Jesus is, right? Amen. Well, that's a fantastic point, Pastor Vic, because it's interesting that as we get to and read that particular verse in Psalm 83, that the purpose of it is, is that the, those people will know who the Lord is, that he's the most high. We read in Ezekiel 38 and 39, the end result of God stepping in defending Israel is that the name of the Lord is recognized by the whole world on high. When Jesus returns at the end of the tribulation, defeats the Antichrist and his armies, the whole world knows that God is the God on high. So each of these victories is not just a victory for Israel, but a victory for God. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, that is all about, I hope that anyone that is listening in or watching, they will know that the purpose, why we also do these programs, Nathan, is so that people will recognize the God of the Lord on high, right? Well, exactly. That's the, the miracle of Bible prophecy, because it's being fulfilled. You know, uh, 109 distinct prophecies in the Old Testament and uh, talk about the Messiah, Jesus Christ, uh, coming, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And all 109 prophecies were fulfilled. There's no other religion that has Bible prophecy that's fulfilled like the Bible. We are told that 500 verses in the Old Testament and one in every 25 verses in the New Testament talk about Jesus' second coming. So, if God fulfilled all 100% of his prophecies about his first coming, how much is the percent for his second coming? That is an excellent point, Nathan, and that's why I love the Bible that we hold in our hands, and I'm actually waving it here for those that are watching this live via TV, because this is a trustworthy source. It's They have so many so-called Bibles out there, Nathan. Uh, they have other books, other religions, the Quran, but it's funny, when you read them, they just don't read like the Bible. That's because they're not inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? Not at all, not at all. I've read the Quran. It's, it's the ravings of a madman. And even the people <laughs> who were, well, we can laugh, but it was true. Like, he would go in a cave, he'd get these ecstatic fits, he'd, he'd roll around, frothing at the mouth and screaming things, and then he was illiterate, so he couldn't write, and people would, would be there and they'd write down what he'd say. And when you read the Quran, it, it goes one minute from, from sanity to insanity, and, and it skips around, and it, it's just insane. Uh, the writing to Joseph Smith. I mean, it's, it's the work of a con artist, and many of his claims, like saying American Indians were the descendants of the Jews, have been disproved. And you read all these different books, and, and none of them have Bible prophecies that have been fulfilled. And we live in a time where we're seeing many of these fulfillments coming true, and that means Jesus Christ is coming soon. Amen. I love that. And of course, you read for us a few weeks back in our previous programs there in Matthew chapter 24, the opening verses where Jesus predicted uh, what would happen to the temple, right, Nathan? And if he would have been wrong in that prophecy, that would have discredited the Bible, right? Right. You know, Jesus said in, in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 that the temple would be destroyed. Not one stone would be left upon another. He was very specific about that. In 70 AD, the Romans came. They not only destroyed the temple, but as the gold melted because of the fire that was set there, the gold melted into the cracks between the stones, and they literally jimmied the stones apart to get the gold that had melted between through the stones in the Kidron Valley so that not one stone was left upon another, just as Jesus says. That is amazing. And Nathan, all this to say for those that are listening and those that are watching, Jesus loves you. The Bible is a trustworthy source. The Bible says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And we pray today for those of you that are watching or listening, 
that today you would turn to Christ, that you will recognize that the Holy Spirit is at work and how much God loves you. And you know, Nathan, we only have a, a few minutes left to this first segment of the program, but I wanted to see if maybe you could talk to that person, Nathan, that is maybe wrestling, wrestling with their relationship with God. They've heard about Him, but they have not yet turned their life to Him. How can they begin a relationship with Him, Nathan? Well, I would hope that, that as they've been listening to us and as they read the Bible, that they realize what exciting times we live in right now. Amen. We are living in a time when we're seeing so many prophecies of, uh, that Jesus predicted that would lead up to his end time coming true. Israel is a nation again. Uh, the prophecies are being fulfilled. The world is, is hostile towards Israel and wants it destroyed. We're going to see some prophetic wars coming up that Israel is going to win. And we know then that the Lord is in the works. And the Lord is not just in the works nationally, but he's also in the works of each and individual person's life. He gave his life up. He died in your place so that you can be saved. And Jesus says when we give our lives to him, when we, we and faith pray, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my savior. Jesus promises to forgive you of your sins, to cleanse your record clean, you can stand holy and pure before the Father, you have a new life, and you can trust in the promise that God has that you will live with him forever in heaven. Mm, excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan, for those encouraging words. And wherever you are, you can call on the name of the Lord by faith, and you will be saved, just like Nathan and I have been sharing with you. So as we talk about these incredible events, as we talk about the Psalm 83 war, Ezekiel 38, it's so that you will recognize that time is running out. We are living in an exciting time. There is hope. And the hope for today is Jesus Christ. And we pray that you would turn to him soon. And of course, Nathan, as we get ready to wrap up this program, we pray that people will stay tuned to our next segment of the program. As we're going to be celebrating this incredible prophetic birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And what a wonderful time that is, right, Nathan? We're, we're in exciting times. We're also in terrible times. But I think if it's Christmas time, it's a time of <laughs> well, Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. I want to thank you for being part of the first segment of this program. Amen, brother. Thank you for me, and uh, uh, save one of those giant coffees you're drinking for me in the future, too. I just love this T-Way TV. I can see everything you're doing. <laughs> I can't hide from you or anyone else anymore. No more, man. Big Bible, big coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you for, for joining us, and we want to thank everyone for joining us. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Thank you for tuning in to our program. And the Lord bless you. We will be right back.